0: Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 4th of February 2023. Today it's the turn of Team 4. This is Andrew, the team leader, and your other readers are Jane, Mary and Jean. The editor this week is Mary, the same Mary, who's fulfilling both tasks. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted, and Tring Gazette and Express Newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The headline this week is Mums Appeal for Sun and Popular Pub to Relaunch and Hemel School Named Eco Primary of the Year. These and other stories follow.
1: Here is the news. Hello, my name is Jane. The desperate mother of a seven-year-old says that her son has been out of education for nearly five months because Hertfordshire County Council has not helped him to find an appropriate school. Up until September of last year, Alfred Canone from Tring had been enjoying his time at Dundale Primary School, being helped daily by his teaching assistant. But the drastic change from year two to year three made things difficult for Alfred. His mum Lisa said... He had a new teacher, a new building, a new classroom, a new teaching assistant. It just completely blew his mind. After a series of incidents, Lisa decided to take Alfred out of school as he could not access education there. She said, It's not specialist. The teachers aren't specialist teachers. They can't deal with ADHD and autism. It's turning into behavioral where he's trying to run away. During this time, he has been excluded three or four times. Dundale Primary School agreed with Lisa, saying, Despite Dundale's very best endeavours, we do not have the specialist environment or staff to be able to meet Alfred's needs. A statement from his former school read, Alfred moved from year two to year three in September 2022, and naturally the academic work increases in both volume and difficulty, as children progress through the school. As a school, we support children with a range of barriers to learning and have a strong set of staff to support. However, sometimes, despite significant support and adaptations as part of the process of reviewing Educational Healthcare Plans, EHCPs, it is felt that a child's needs cannot be met in a mainstream setting. The school says that it is continuing to liaise with Hertfordshire County Council and his family to help him.
2: Hello, I'm Mary. Um, A HCC spokesperson said, While we can't comment on individual cases, we are committed to making sure that young people and their families receive the support they need and deserve, and we work in partnership with young people, parents and schools to achieve that end. Being out of school has been detrimental to Alfred's physical and mental well-being. He has put on weight as he's not as active during the day, his mum explained. He's bored. The saddest thing is he thinks that he's not allowed to go to school because they don't want him. No other school wants him. Alfred's family have spoken to numerous schools but none can meet his needs. HCC said that it is experiencing an unprecedented increase in requests for specialist provision, with a 47% increase in pupils with educational healthcare plans since 2019. It added, Where families request specialist provision, we work in partnership with schools and settings to ensure the child's needs are fully understood so that the decision to move a child from a mainstream school is based on full and robust evidence. Lisa also said that... HCC tried to get Alfred a place at a school nearly two hours away in Essex, something that was not appropriate given his epilepsy and heart condition. She added, I'm begging for somebody to help because this is having a huge mental impact on me because I don't have any respite at all.
3: Hello, this is Jean A student who uses Hemel Hempstead Library says visa application processing is disrupting the workspace and putting people's confidentiality at risk. The visa application area is separated from the rest of the library inside the forum by screens and a queue belt. But Maria Castillo, who has used the library to study for exams and training courses for over a year said, interviews produced here can be heard by all of the people. They interrupt the study since there's no other silent zone in the library. Applicants' confidentiality and data protection are not respected. Hertfordshire County Council said it is working to improve the screening around the visa area for visa processing services. Maria, 39, would like the surface to be moved elsewhere to minimise disruption. She said, the forum building is quite large and I am aware there are unoccupied areas that could be used for this purpose. The council said, the forum is owned and managed by Decorum Borough Council and the library occupies only part of the space within the entire building. As the contract to deliver the visa processing service is the responsibility of the library service, it must be delivered within the footprint of the library space. The council also explained that the library is an open plan and flexible space, but does not offer silent or soundproofing study spaces. It added, Acoustic panelling has been incorporated into this design to assist with the management of sound and there are booths which have acoustic properties in the reference area.
0: A Boxmoor preschool has been handed a Requires Improvement rating by Ofsted despite being rated good in three out of four areas of assessment. Boxmore Hall Preschool's report, published on January the twentieth, rated the nursery as requires improvement in leadership and management. A spokesperson for Boxmore Hall Preschool said, "Unfortunately, our secretary was unable to bring in the item the inspector wanted to see due to not living near and the ice and snow made it not safe to drive." They added, "We're very pleased with the outcome for all the other areas. It's very important that the children are safe and happy." and our SEN children have good additional support that they need, which was recognised, as the report shows. The report said, the manager is knowledgeable about the preschool and supports staff well. However, required documentation is not always easily accessible and available for inspection. This does not have a direct impact on children, but it does not support the efficient management of the provision or enable the provider to evidence that they've met all the requirements. There were positives outlined in the report. The inspection report into the provision on Park Road explained the preschool caters for several children with special educational needs and or disabilities, SEND. Staff expertly create an environment to meet children's sensory needs. It added, they teach children different ways to manage their emotions individually, which supports children to remain calm
1: in the preschool environment. Westbrook Hay Preparatory School in Hemel has won the Eco Schools England Award for 2022. Decorum Borough Council says the award recognises a primary school able to demonstrate it has implemented the Eco Schools programme to positively impact the school and its local community. The participating students, who are known as Eco Warriors, got involved in green initiatives to reduce the school's carbon footprint. They recycled batteries and ink cartridges, had switch-off weeks when teachers turn off their interactive whiteboards and computers for lessons, and reduced the number of cars travelling to the school through lift shares and shuttle buses. Councillor Graham Barrett said this award is the highest accolade the school could have achieved and is a fantastic recognition for all of the hard work carried out by the eco warriors and staff in aiming to become a more sustainable school.
2: An online reunion of old school friends has led to a new year boost for Decorum Mencap. Decorum Mencap's chair, David Josephs, posted on LinkedIn about the launch of the Decorum Mencap Corporate Heroes Index, and the post was spotted by childhood pal Charles Smith, who is now the chairman of Shoe Zone. After the pair reunited, Shoe Zone Charitable Foundation offered to match every donation Decorum Mencap received from this initiative up to the value of £10,000. David explained, Charles and I went to school together from the age of seven. We were both sports mad and played football, cricket, rugby and probably lots of other sports I've forgotten too. We fell out of contact, but one of the benefits of social media is that ability it gives you to reconnect with people from your past. Charles added, This is just the kind of venture we love to support at Shoezone." Small charities making a real difference in their local community, so we were more than happy to support the Corporate Heroes Index. David and Charles met at a nearby Shoezone store and have promised to stay in touch, almost in- inevitably involving some kind of sporting challenge. David concluded I'm so grateful to Charles and Sue- Shoezone for supporting Decorum Mencap. We've made good progress as a charity in 2022, and this gets 2023 off to a great start. Find out more about Decorum Mencap at
3: decoramencap.org.uk. An 11-year-old dancer from Tring Park School for Performing Arts has been selected to be part of the English Youth Ballet's upcoming production. Céline Swinscoe dadio will be part of the cast in Coppelia. Céline, who has starred in The Nutcracker, says, It's a thrilling experience from beginning to end. The new-made friends around me are loving and kind. The teachers never give up on us, and together we create a great performance. Her mother, Nairi Swinscoe Hunt, said, I am forever in awe of Selene's resilience and determination to practice her passions and find ways to put a smile on everyone's face, including her own. Nairi added, as a family, we have been enthralled by the performances, captivated by the obvious passion and delight in Selene's joy. My heart is full to overflowing with pride. Selene will perform alongside the international dancers at the Beck Theatre on February the 26th.
0: A man from Hemel Hempstead and a Luton construction company have been prosecuted by Decorum Borough Council for fly-tipping in rural areas of the borough. At a hearing at St Albans Magistrate Court on Wednesday, January 18th, JXI Construction Limited of New Bedford Road, Luton, pleaded guilty to the unauthorised deposit of controlled waste on Coles Lane in Flamstead. The court heard how in August of last year, a person driving a sign-written Mercedes Sprinter van was caught on cameras dumping waste including cardboard, wood and black bags. After finding the company its director failed to engage with officers by failing to respond to a legal re- notice requesting details of the driver and the vehicle involved. The company was fined 3700 pounds with costs of 2561 pounds and victim surcharges of mm. 1480 pounds. On the same day, Harris Dad of Woodwhite Way, Hemel Hempstead pleaded guilty to fly tipping. Despite him initially denying the offence during an interview with the council environmental enforcement team, an officer visited Windmill Road in Markgate on June the 27th after receiving a report of a fly-tip. Upon arrival, the officer found a large amount of mixed building waste and traced it back to a residential property in Hemel Hempstead. After further investigation at the address, it was found that dad had been employed to work there and had removed an amount of waste from this address. He was fined £930, a victim surcharge of £373, and costs of £900. Councillor Julie Banks said, In decorum, we continue to take a zero-tolerance approach to environmental crime and, in particular, fly-tipping. Our environmental enforcement officers work tirelessly to assess and visit every reported incident of fly-tipping in the borough, to evidence the fly-tipping and investigate, where possible, who was responsible for dumping it, and where it has come from. She added, The team issue fixed penalty notices where possible, or collect evidence for larger prosecutions if necessary. Decorum continues to be at the forefront in tackling waste crime in Hertfordshire. Fly-tipping offences can be reported to Decorum Borough Council via their website decorum.gov.uk.
1: The Rose and Crown in Kings Langley is set to reopen in early February after significant investment to give it a spectacular new look. Leading the charge is Head Chef Emir Radu, working alongside an expert team of old and new chefs using the very best ingredients. The Rose and Crown will continue to offer a top quality menu, serving fresh flavours inspired by the seasons and food trends, plus plenty of healthier and lower calorie options along with favorites like expertly-aged steaks and pan-fried wild scallops, there will also be a dedicated vegan menu, plus dishes under 650 calories on the lunch menu, along with hand-stretched stone-baked pizzas and freshly prepared sandwiches. There will also be plenty of delectable desserts to choose from, including the Sicilian lemon posset and melting chocolate bomb and an extensive cocktail menu that include classics with a twist, such as a cocoa colada, everyone's favourite martinis and a selection of spritz. Roast dinners at the Rose and Crown are sure to be a fan favourite. On Sundays, diners can enjoy a hearty roast with all the trimmings with family and friends. General Manager Elliot Reed said, We can't wait to welcome guests to show off the new look pub. It's stunning. At the Rose and Crown, we have a wonderfully attentive team with some new front of house members added during the remodel who are all eagerly waiting to welcome customers back to the pub. The Rose and Crown has had a complete transformation and we're sure that regulars and new guests alike will be thoroughly impressed. As part of the refurbishment, the Rose and Crown is undergoing a full makeover, creating a whole new look that's inspired by the UK's most luxurious country dining and drinking hotspots, with open log fires, plush velvet seating and feature lighting. Building on existing features of the pub that are already adored, including the popular fireplace, the remodel is set to enhance the pub's character and traditional feel, while bringing it up to date with playful artwork, statement wallpapers, and a decorative wine wall. Visit the Rose and Crown, Kingslangley.co.uk.
2: Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service. HFRS, is pleased with its improved performance after receiving a report from His Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary and Fire and Rescue Services. The Inspectorate visited the service in early 2022 to inspect its work, assessing three pillars, effectiveness, efficiency and people. In the last report, in 2018, all areas required improvement, whereas this is only true for its efficiency. The report acknowledged the strength of the service's emergency response arrangements and the skills and professionalism of its firefighters and incident commanders. It also recognised the high standard of training to ensure a strong and effective emergency response. It also said... Incident commanders are well-trained and competent. The service is prepared to attend major and multi-agency incidents. While there were positives highlighted by the inspectorate, it also found that the service should make the best possible use of its resources to achieve better results for the public. The report stated, We found evidence that the pace of change at times is too slow, particularly around the introduction of new technology. The HFRS recruitment process also needs to improve to make sure it's fair and easy to access for applications from a range of backgrounds. Despite this, the service was good at looking after its people. It added, we are encouraged to see that the service now has well-defined values that are understood by most staff.
3: Gazette reporter Olivia Preston tried out a newly refurbished local pub. Walking into the recently renovated Traveller's Rest pub in Eddlesbrough, I was welcomed by warm air, smiles and the smell of delicious food. The restaurant on Tring Road closed for five weeks at the end of 2022 and had nearly £500,000 spent on giving the interior and garden a complete facelift. General Manager Christina Franks was happy with the end result, taking the tatty and dated to something breathable and modern. There are still features of the building's history, having been used as a place for weary travellers to stop since 1851, with exposed brickwork and beams throughout the bar and dining areas. The three fireplaces dotted around the restaurant helped me get warmed up, feeling like a weary traveller myself. When I arrived, there were families, couples and friends sitting at tables. It was quite busy for a Thursday evening, so juggling tables is an art form for the friendly front of house team. I was seated at a bright yet secluded table in the new dining area. The smiling staff took my cocktail order, a passion fruit martini. As I waited for my drink, I took in my surroundings. A mix of the old and the new, and low ceilings but still spacious. The renovation has kept a rural, country home feel to the pub. The location of this pub, right on the cusp of two counties, seems to make it an ideal place to meet friends from across Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. From Tring, it was less than 20 minutes in the car. Through the window, I could see a steady stream of cars from the main road, but there was no noise from it to disturb me. For a special treat out at a well-located pub, the traveller's rest is a great option. The prices are more than I would usually expect to pay at a county pub, but the staff's happy attitude and the ambiance made my experience great.
0: A special education school in Grove Hill has been rated as requiring improvement after being visited by Ofsted inspectors. Redbourne Park School was assessed in four areas, all of which, it was found, needed to improve. The inspection found the school did not meet the independent school standards, despite a pre-registration assessment stating that it was likely to when it opened. The independent school on Stevenage Rise currently looks after 12 pupils. Founder and CEO of the school, Richard McCabe, said... We're very proud of our team and the amazing progress they've achieved with a very unique group of children with complex needs. We're a very new school and there were always going to be areas we needed to polish before we could claim that we were consistently good. He added, we know how to get to that point and we have every confidence we are going to reach it. For now we're focusing on working closely with our parents and each child individually, building on the huge progress we've already seen within our provision.
1: The report, which was published in January following the inspection in November, found that some staff did not have consistent and secure subject knowledge for them to teach effectively across the curriculum. It said they do not understand how to build pupils' progress consistently through the curriculum. This means pupils do not build their knowledge securely over time. Despite this, there were... Positives highlighted which showed that pupils enjoy coming to the school, enjoy its small size and found that bullying was rare. The report stated, pupils are generally happy with the friendships that they make at school. The school teaches children with autism and complex needs from ages 7 to 11. While the pupils trust the staff to care and look after them, inspectors reported that staff did not manage pupils' behaviour consistently. Teachers also did not make sure that pupils, who were in the early stages of reading, read books which matched the phonics they knew. The report explained this means that pupils are not developing their early reading skills quickly enough.
2: Beloved sitcom character Del Boy Trotter brought a smile to the faces of employees at Breakspear Park Business Park in Hemel Hempstead after a surprise visit the only Fools and Horses look-alike, arrived in style in his famous van and met with those working on Tuesday last week. The event was designed to bring fun and positivity to employees. One said, You don't normally come into the office to see Delboy's van parked up inside your office. Dina Mystery, who is the marketing manager at Breakspear Park, organised the event. She said, we wanted to do something fun and different to kick off the new year and what better way than to bring Del Boy and his famous Trotter's van to Breakspeare Park. Dina added, The event was certainly a hit with the employees and it was lovely
3: to see so many smiling faces. A record number of staff left their posts at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals Trust last year, New Figures Show. It comes as the number of resignations across England soared, with nursing, doctor and midwife trade unions highlighting poor pay and a lack of mental and physical support as critical reasons for the exodus. NHS digital figures, which are rounded to the nearest five, show around 680 NHS staff resigned from their roles at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust in 2021 to 22. This was up from approximately 585 in 2019 to 20, the year leading up to the coronavirus pandemic and the highest number since records began a decade earlier. The figures cover medical and administration staff. A resignation does not necessarily mean the staff member has left the NHS altogether, as the figures also include any promotions and relocations. Pat Cullen, General Secretary and Chief Executive of the Royal College of Nursing, said... Years of underinvestment, including a decade of real-terms pay cuts, means record numbers of staff are leaving the NHS. Staff are leaving, realising they can get similar or better pay in supermarkets and retail without the stress of the job and poor pay is creating severe staff shortages and making patients unsafe. Nurses, patients and the public deserve better than a government that won't listen. Among the departures across England last year were 30,740 nurses and health visitors who voluntarily left their posts, the highest number on record and a 13% increase on 2019-20. to Of them, 155 were based at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals Trust although this was down from 175 in 2019 to 20. Dr Latifa Patel, Chair of the Representative Body and Workforce Lead at the British Medical Association said, The rise in resignations is unsurprising due to the difficulty in finding a healthy work-life balance. Dr Patel added, Fixing the workforce crisis isn't just about recruiting more people but also retaining the staff already in the NHS. This starts with the government paying them fairly and publishing its NHS workforce plan as soon as possible.
0: The supermarket chain Lidl wants to hear your opinions on the updated plans for a new store off Icknield Way in Tring. After receiving feedback on its previous plans, Little has changed its store designs to reflect the comments made by the community. In a leaflet published about the update, Little said, Since the planning application was withdrawn, Little's team has sought to address comments raised by neighbours. Before Little submits its updated application to Decorum Borough Council, the supermarket wants to hear what residents think. The floor space has been reduced from 2,194 square metres to 1,840 square metres, The building would be shorter and narrower than previously proposed, with the height being slightly reduced. There's been a small change in the location of the store, which would sit five metres further away from residential properties. The designs have changed to include a green space along Sears Drive, which could have trees and bushes planted or provide new seating or public space. The customer entrance would be closer to Sears Drive and the delivery access has been moved to the furthest point away from residents to minimise the impact of noise. The proposals have divided people in Tring, with one member of Facebook group Everything Tring saying, This is bound to bring in the riffraff and undesirables to our beautiful town. I for one am completely against it. But others said, Bring it on. It's very much just what Tring needs. And... Just what Tring needs, fantastic news. Comments can be sent to Lidl via tring.newstore.lidl.co.uk where the updated plans can be viewed in full or emailed to Lidl at new-stores.co.uk.
1: The number of people who died while accessing addiction treatment in Hertfordshire has risen, new figures show. Department of Health and Social Care figures show there were 56 deaths among adults undergoing drug addiction treatment in Hertfordshire between April 2019 and March 2022. This was up from 47 who died during the three years prior, from April 2016 to March 2019. It was also up from 47 deaths recorded between 2018 and 2021. Across England, 7,429 people died while in contact with treatment services in the three years to March 2022. That's a 26% increase on the previous three-year period. Martin Powell, head of partnerships at the Transform Drug Policy Foundation, said the rise in deaths is likely due in part to COVID-19 preventing face-to-face treatment. Mr Powell added, but against the backdrop of record drug deaths, We should be very concerned that over a third of people are dropping out of treatment and just 60% of people using heroin are in treatment at all. To save lives, we must offer services that retain people in treatment and appeal to those we aren't reaching, including heroin-prescribing clinics, overdose prevention centres and crack pipe distribution. The most recent estimates of opiate and crack cocaine use in local areas show there were thought to be 4,174 people using the drugs in Hertfordshire in 2016 to 2017. That was the equivalent of 5.5 users per 10,000 people in the area, below the national rate of 8.9 per 10,000. A Department of Health and Social Care spokesperson said, Drug and alcohol addiction can have a tragic impact on people's health, families and lives. We are committed to tackling the root causes of substance misuse with our 10-year drug strategy. The department has invested 95 million of new funding to rebuild drug and alcohol misuse treatment centres and services in England this year and is also funding specialist alcohol care teams in hospitals with the highest need.
2: This week in history, February the first, nineteen oh one, actor Clark Gable was born in Ohio. On this day last year, BBC Three returned as a broadcast channel nearly six years after it moved online. February 2nd, 1972, a mob in Dublin burned down the British Embassy in protest at the Bloody Sunday killings in Londonderry the previous weekend. February 3rd, 1983, UK unemployment hit a record high of £3.22 On this day last year, the Duke of Sussex took part in an online conversation with tennis star Serena Williams, where he admitted he had experienced burnout and previously felt he was getting to the very end of everything that I had.
3: And on February the fourth, nineteen oh two, Captain Charles Lindenberg U.S. pioneer aviator and the first to fly solo across the Atlantic was born in Detroit. On this day last year, eight new stamps celebrating the Queen's dedication to service were issued by the Royal Mail to mark the monarch's Platinum Jubilee. February 5, 1953, sweet rationing ends in Britain after 11 years in force. And on February the sixth, nineteen twenty-seven, a boy violinist in short trousers, aged ten, caused a sensation in Paris when he performed Symphony Espagnole. The, pro- the child protege was Yehudi Menuhin.
0: Meanwhile, back to the present, an entrepreneurial student from King's Langley School has set up a business aimed at people who want to indulge their pet pooch in a bid to raise money for a special expedition. Toby Gallagher is raising funds to go on a school volunteering trip to Borneo. However, instead of the usual sponsored walks and car washing, he decided to try something a bit more adventurous, selling dog donuts, delicious treats that he makes himself from scratch. He said, I need to raise £4,500, which is a huge amount of money. I didn't think I'd be able to do it by just doing the usual fundraising events and things. We had a brainstorming session at home and landed on the idea of dog donuts. Toby's mum, Gail, adds, We did a lot of perfecting the recipe, but nothing went to waste, with our dog as the happy quality controller. We've been very careful to use ingredients that are dog and digestion friendly. And in a positive sign, Toby's stall at the King's Langley Christmas Fair sold out. We made and decorated over 200 donuts for that, and the whole family got involved, he said. If you'd like to treat your dog and help Toby fundraise, you can grab yourself a made-to-order box for £4.50 at doggodonuts.co.uk.
1: And now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on and any more news.
2: The Macular Society's Advice and Information Service is happy to help if you are experiencing delays in sight-saving treatment. Any delays to injections for patients with wet-aged related macular degeneration and other macular conditions, such as diabetic macular edema, could lead to unnecessary sight loss. So what should you do if you're experiencing delays? Kevin Franklin, the Advice and Information Service Manager, has shared his top tips for timely injections. Determine the reason for the delay. Ophthalmology is the busiest outpatient service in the NHS and there can be legitimate reasons for delays. Talk to your ophthalmologist. They can tell you how long you should expect to wait between injections. If you're responding well to treatment, your ophthalmologist may be happy for you to go for longer periods without treatment. Ring your ophthalmologist. The appointments clerk may not appreciate the urgency of the situation. The ophthalmologist, via their secretary, will understand the importance of your timely treatment. However, if you're waiting for a macular hole or cataract procedure, it may be that the eye clinic is operating according to guidelines or their clinical-based decision. If you determine that you are experiencing a delay please contact the Macular Society for support. Find out if your hospital has an eye clinic liaison officer. This is a really effective way for eye clinics to help patients especially with emotional support. Contact the Macular Society's advice and information service. If these routes do not result in a timely appointment Kevin Franklin's advice is to ring the Advice and Information Service on 0300 3030 It has an advocacy service which can help. This service can also help and advise someone
3: newly diagnosed with wet AMD. Garden Waste Subscription Service Our Garden Waste Collection is now an opt-in paid subscription service. If you wish to continue receiving fortnightly green-lidded bin collections, you will need to subscribe and pay an annual fee. Subscriptions for the 2023 collection service, starting in March, are now available to buy. Go to decorum.gov.uk and click on View More Transactions then look for your garden waste subscription service. You can also purchase additional green lidded bins.
0: Now, an early reminder for the AGM. The Decorum Talking Newspapers Annual General Meeting is booked for 2 pm on Saturday, the 10th of June, 2023, at the Adyfield Community Centre in Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead. The postcode is HP2 for EW. It will be a good opportunity to meet some of the other listeners and the many volunteers of the DTN.
1: The obituaries in the gazette this week are Sheila Casey, aged 52, Rita Johnson, aged 87, Rita Rosina, aged 92, and her husband George Michael Sherring Lucas aged 94 Maureen Stonhill aged 88 and Alan Leslie Verney aged 88 May they rest in peace What's on at the cinema
2: this week? Knock at the Cabin The Whale Plane The Fablemans A National Theatre Live production of The Crucible, Babylon, Empire of Light, A Man Called Otto, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody and Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
3: And what's on at the Court Theatre in Tring this month? Tring Youth Theatre Project presents Top Girls, a play by Carol Churchill by arrangement with Concord Theatricals. In 1982, Carol Churchill wrote Top Girls, her masterpiece study of bourgeois feminism, what it means to be a woman in Thatcher's Britain and the rise of neoliberalism. Tuesday the 7th to Saturday the 11th of February. And Get Stuffed Comedy Club presents Bez, In Conversation Tour 2023. Come and experience Madchester, Giants Happy Mondays, Mark Berry, forever known to the world as Bez. Discussing his extraordinary adult life, unbelievable scrapes with mortality, periods of financial ruin and narcotic-strewn hijinks on Thursday the 16th of February. Book online at courttheatre.co.uk or call our enquiry number on 07543 560 478. Please note that this phone, like the theatre itself, is staffed entirely by volunteers.
0: And there's Family Theatre in Watford. The Little Prince is on at Watford Palace Theatre on February the 11th and 12th. Stranded in the desert where he's crashed his plane, a pilot meets an inquisitive boy who tells him how he left his own tiny asteroid and journeyed through the universe. On this journey, the Little Prince comes face to face with the baffling world of grown-ups, from a king who reigns over nothing to a businessman obsessively counting stars, from a mysterious snake to a truly wise and friendly fox. The Dance Theatre Production was nominated for Best Modern Choreography at the National Dance Awards 2021 and won the Fantastic for Families Best Family Event Award 2020. Visit proteindance.co.uk
1: to book. The Old Town Hall in Hemel Hempstead presents Simon Brodkin on Friday, 17th February at 8pm. Box office open Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 228091. Fresh from his sold out, critically acclaimed Edinburgh Fringe run and becoming the most viewed British comedian of all time on TikTok, the world famous prankster and Lee Nelson creator, Simon Brodkin, is back with an outrageous new stand up show. In Screwed Up, Simon Rips into Celebrity Culture, Social Media, The Police, Putin, Prince Andrew and Jesus. Nothing is off limits in this hilarious show, including his own mental health, his family, his five arrests and how he once found himself at an underground sex party. Please note, this is a work in progress show.
2: And a future date. Tring Together and Tring Music Partnership are pleased to announce their first gala performance, a celebration of music in Tring, on Saturday, March 18th. Join the amazing evening of music with a full programme featuring Tring Musical Theatre Workshop performers, led by Jill Neenan, the TMP Phoenix Big Band, the Zebra Jazz Band, the Tring Bohemians featuring Alina Matsenko, and the String School Swing Band. The concert starts at 7.45pm, finishes at 10.15pm, followed by the dancing. Carriages at 11pm. There are two types of ticket. Gold, at £25, includes pre-show jazz, drinks and canopy reception, with table seating. The cheap seats are pink and cost £10. Tickets can be bought online using the link bit.ly forward slash TMP Gala Performance or in person at Fancy That on Tring High Street and it promises to be a fabulous evening with a bar and raffle throughout the evening.
3: The Goblin Watford Palace Theatre, Polka Theatre and Theatre by the Lake present The Lost Spells from the 28th of March to the 8th of April. Based on the book by Robert McFarlane and Jackie Morris, journey with us into a wild world. A girl with no name finds a magical book of spells that conjures up a wild world. Moths appear from nowhere. Owls light up the dark. A red fox leads the way down a rabbit hole to a brand new wonderland a fun, wild and boisterous adventure full of foot-tapping music and dancing, played live on stage by talented actor-musicians. The Lost Spells is a riot of colour and a new Alice in Wonderland, celebrating the magic, power and wonder of nature that could be just outside your window. Tickets are from £10, age suitability is 6 to 106, but all children under the age of 12 must be accompanied by an adult. Running time is approximately 90 minutes, including an interval, and tickets are available from the box office on 923 225671 and is open Monday to Friday, 10am to 4pm.
0: Voter ID is going to be needed for May elections. From the 4th of May, 2023, voters in England will need to show photo ID to vote at polling stations in some elections. This will apply to local elections, police and crime commissioner elections, UK parliamentary by-elections, recall petitions, and from October 2023, it will also apply to UK general elections. If you don't have accepted photo ID, you can apply for a free voter ID document, which is known as a Voter Authority Certificate. Applications available later this month from Decorum or from gov.uk. The deadline to apply for a Voter Authority Certificate for the local elections in England on the 4th of May 2023 is 5pm on Tuesday the 25th of April 2023. It's free to apply. You'll need a recent digital photo of yourself and your national insurance number or another proof of identity.
1: And now for more news... Further improvements begin on historic Nicky Line. Resurfacing work has begun on a section of the historic Nicky Line, a popular footpath and cycleway. The former Harpenden to Hemel Hempstead branch line closed to rail transport in 1979 and we bought the land in partnership with St. Albans City and District Council. It has proved a popular local leisure attraction since it was open to the public as a footpath and cycleway in the 1980s, and it now forms part of the National Cycling Network. The line has seen a range of improvements over the past few decades, including resurfacing and new steps and access points. The current work, which will be delivered through the Hemel Garden Communities Programme, involves the resurfacing of the link from Queensway through to Redbourne Road using tar and chip, which is durable with good traction, as well as being sympathetic to the local environment. It follows on from the resurfacing work that took place in summer 2021 to reconnect the residential areas around Hunter's Oak and the Swallow Fields development with the employment areas at Maylands Business Park. The works are expected to run until the end of March and may mean some temporary closures to part of the route during that time.
2: Two residents have won shopping vouchers in a good citizen prize draw that Decorum are running in partnership with District Enforcement throughout 2023. District Enforcement Enforcement Enviro Crime Officers hand out entry cards when witnessing good behaviours demonstrated by members of the public in relation to all our public spaces protection orders, such as disposing of litter correctly or picking up after their dog. Congratulations to Sorush Kushwari from Chalden and Elaine Muzio from Leverstock Green, who were spotted by the officers putting their litter in a bin and entered into the drawer. Councillor Julie Banks, our portfolio holder for communities, drew their names from the December entries. Councillor Banks said... We spend large sums cleaning up the streets of decorum and much of this is unnecessary litter and dog mess. With this initiative, we want to encourage people to help protect their surroundings and reward the right behaviour. If we can get more litter and dog wastes in bins, we can save money that we are currently spending on this cleaning and divert it to other services or community
3: projects. And an update on the new Hemel crematorium. The exterior construction of the new crematorium by Bunkers Park in Hemel-Hempstead is almost complete, with the final few sections of roofing and external cladding being applied. The new site, which is due for completion in Spring 2023, will provide a tranquil, quiet and accessible space for bereaved families. The rising demand for cremations at the present facility in Garston can result in people having to wait up to three weeks for a funeral during peak periods in winter months. Customers frequently request more flexible and creative ceremonies, but the current site has limited capacity and no expansion space. The new crematorium is adjacent to the new Poppyfield Cemetery at Bedmond Road by Bunkers Park, in a quiet and tranquil space. The site is well located in terms of its local and wider road network, and is also accessible through the local walking, cycling and public transport networks that surround the site.
0: Helping you avoid TV licensing scams and how to report one, what follows is advice from TV licensing. What are the main things to look out for? We, that's TV licensing, include the name and/or part of your postcode in our emails. Many scams simply lose use your email address or say, dear customer. We send our emails from do not reply at tvlicensing.co.uk or do not reply at spp.tvlicensing.co.uk. If you are a TV Licensing Payment Card customer and you make mobile payments via the TVL Pay app, you may receive emails from noreply at paypoint.com. The sender's name will show as TVL Pay. Scammers often hide the true email address they're using. Check the email address. On your device, Select the sender's name to show the actual email address. What do the scam emails say or ask you to do? Scam emails often tell you that you need to make an urgent payment. We only email customers about payments if they've missed one. You can sign into your account to check. They often say you can get a refund or a cheaper license. We will never do this unless you've contacted us about a refund and we're replying to you. Some emails that are scams may show a fake license number. Your license number is on Letters We Send You, or search your email box inbox for emails from do not reply at tvlicensing.co.uk. And you can report an email scam. Send any scam or suspicious emails to report at phishing, and the National Cybersecurity Centre will investigate. If the email links to a scam website, it will be blocked or taken down.
1: And some news in graphics. A record number of people are dependent on the state. 36 million people now live in households which received more in benefits, including NHS and education services, than they contributed in taxes. Dependency did fall from 52.5% in 2011 to 47.5% in 2019-2020, but grew during the pandemic. Average number in 2020-21, nearly half at 54.2% whilst the average number during 1977 to 2000 was just over 2 out of 5 at
2: 41.2%. A reminder for those interested in sports news. On Saturday afternoon, Three Counties Radio broadcast on FM 103.8. Heart Radio are on FM 97.6 point six and talk sport are on medium wave one oh eight nine
3: we are coming to the end of this week's news sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are seven thirty eight and sixteen fifty-six don't forget for those with access to the internet Our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, please remove your Memory Stick carefully from the player and return it to us securely in the pouch provided. Turn the address label over and post it back to us at the AD Field Community Centre the Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP24EW, using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. It is goodbye from your readers, the editor and Gary, your technician, for this week.